This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, July 31st, last day of the month, 2020. Well, we made it through July. Monday will be the first rainy day of August. And uh, think about all we've been going through. I mean, this has been pretty a remarkable year so far. And we're not done. COVID privacy is still out there. Maybe we'll get a, a vaccine by the very end of the year. Maybe not. Maybe next year. As I said before, I'm pretty sure we're going to get it because there's just been too many cases with different companies having positive results on their phase two and beginning of phase three results. Phase one and two uh, had very good results on a number of prospects. So I'm pretty sure that one of them is going to be, uh, it could be more than one because they're different types of uh, vaccines. So I'm pretty sure we'll have it sometime if not this year, late, you know, sometime during next year. And we'll get past this closing and no schools and closing all of restaurants and gyms and whatever else. This partial opening is, you know, has sprung back pretty good. The economy, not completely, though. So we'll talk about some economic numbers here before the, the day is done. So our day-to-day world, the stocks, that's what we have an up week even though it was pretty good pretty good down yesterday. Had some interesting news about Apple, the split. I want to talk about that a little bit more uh, today. So the market is just demonstrating volatility, and it's going to continue. And as I said, just expect it for the rest of the year probably. I can't see it slowing down. I really don't. But, you know, we can deal with volatility. You're, you're living through it, right? I mean... We haven't had any strong vol- down volatility yet, but we're starting to have some hesitation at these high numbers. Close to, uh, not real close, but close to the highs we had before COVID started. Just Klein and I are, of course, ready and willing to provide you know guidance to help you through all this time. And when you're ready, you know, send us a message, you know, to our Irvine office, KPP Financial or Vestock.com. Send me an email or give me a call. You know, anyways, we'll help you trying to get through this stuff. We're, this is a live call-in investment show. The number is 888-99-CHART, and you can call right now, 888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley here in Talk and at my company, KPP Financial. We operate on the same philosophy we talk about every day, independent thinking, shared success, and we are dedicated to unbiased guidance. We want to help people as much as we can. We also use a practice we call parallel investing, where we buy the same things for our clients as we do for ourselves. Same percentage, same time, so our performance matches our So, I'm ready to take your calls, 888-99-CHART, and if you have noticed that for the time being, Justin Klein and I, you know, have postponed our portfolio consultation travel. We've been to, you know, going to various cities to meet with people, and we just can't do it. But we still, with thanks to technology, we still will do no-cost, no-obligation portfolio assessments via the telephone, Skype or Jive meetings, either one, any one of those methods, especially now and these times we can do that. So if you're interested, just send us a message through investtalk.com or call KPP Financial in California, and you can learn more at investtalk.com. My focus point today, 
The U.S. entered a recession in February, ending the longest expansion in post-World War II history. Now, this is a complex story with lots of moving parts, lots of economic numbers I'm going to share with you. And, you know, they, they give a better and fuller picture of what's really happening in the economy. So that's going to be my main talking point. I want to talk about the split, four-for-one split, Apple announced. What does it do for, for instance, Apple is part of the Dow 30. Did you know that? What does it do to that index? It's interesting to share that. I think you'll find this interesting. Uh, spending and income were announced today for June, and so was the PCE inflation number. So I want to discuss that. And finally, I want to talk about critical listening and critical reading. There's a quote, and it was all on the headlines all over every place. Dr. Fauci recommends wearing goggles. That's not quite what he said. It's taken out of context. I, I, I'm, you know, I've been, I've been a proponent of critical reading and critical listening for some time. People just listen and take in what people say or people write, and especially this day and age with the Internet, you can't believe what you're reading and what you hear. You have to dig a little deeper if you want to know the truth. If you want to know the real truth, you got to, You can't just accept it. you got to look into it. So let's, I want to show you an example of that. But this Dr. Fauci recommends wearing goggles. Okay, the was up, uh, market was up 115 for the Dow, 157 for the NASDAQ, and 25 the S&P. So it was a pretty good day today. Can't complain about it. Uh, can't complain about the week. It was an up week. Uh, greatly up, but it was up, up enough. So that's good. Okay, let's go straight to Invest Talk Voice Bank. Let's get involved here. Let's go ahead and take some calls. The questions uh, come in every all over the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. This is Sean from Philly. My question today is about SSYS Stratus. It's a 3D printing company. I really like this sector. I was wondering what you guys think about it. All right, thank you. Stratus Limited manufactures desktop 3D printers for idea and design development and various systems for rapid prototyping. Okay? Uh, they make money. They're going to they're gonna lose money this year, 35 cents a share. But last year they made 56, and next year they're going to make 31 cents. It's a $14.98 stock. It's kind of expensive, and sales have fallen off the cliff in the last couple of months, a couple of quarters, I'm sorry, down 10% uh, and down 14%. So um, I, I'm not keen on it. It's not growing its sales. It's not growing its earnings. Uh, you know, I mean, 2014 made $2 a share. Now, next year, they're going to make $0.31 cents a share. What about that do you like? Uh, return on equity is only 3%. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a $820 million company. It's way too small to take, you know, and not growing. These kind of tiny companies need to be growing fast to to earn your dollars as an investment. These small companies need to be growing very fast. If they're not, they shouldn't earn your, your investment dollars. Shouldn't. Shouldn't invest in them. Okay? That's S-S-Y-S. S-S-Y-S. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where can we go? We go somewhere else. Uh, today is Friday, everybody. And, of course, I will talk about the KPP Premium Newsletter. I will sometime today. 
Okay, and your participation is in, is is appreciated. So give us a call. We're taking your calls live at eight 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 ninety nine chart. It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is here. July's trading is already in the history books, but what's ahead? What's coming next? You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve will provide unbiased answers. Call Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hey guys, this is Diane, and I was interested in your feedback on Mark, M A R K. Should I stay in or get out? Let me know. Thanks. Bye. M-A-R-K, Mark Holding, Inc., owns and operates websites, applications for mobile devices, primarily in the United States and Asia. It is a very tiny company, just like the last one, but this one's even smaller. $154 million market cap. You get out. Simple as that. Just get out. It's never made money in umpteen years. Sales fell 64% in the most recent quarter, 90% before that, 61%. Sales have been falling steadily forever. So why why buy why own something that loses money? Makes no sense. You buy it, this is why people buy these things, because the story sounds good. The story impresses you somehow. Buy companies that make money. Forget about everything else. You know why? Even though you could, this company could take off and make a zillion dollars and quadruple, it's a dollar fifty-five a share right now. Why would I not ever tell you don't buy companies that don't make money ever? Because, because you do not know all the ins and outs going with these very small companies. You do not. You can't do the research because you don't have the time. And much of the information you're getting is all it is is a story, not facts story because they can't sell the facts the fact is they lose 19 cents a share next year they lose 19 cents a share this year they lost 52 cents a share last year the facts are sales are four hundred thousand dollars last quarter down from three in a year ago those are the facts they don't want to sell you that they sell you the story oh we got this great new thing coming out and it's going to make us so much money yeah right when it makes the money that's when i'll buy it and yeah, there would be a lot pricier stock, but I don't really care. Because too many of these things are bogus. Bogus. Totally fake. And why would you want to be around that kind of stuff? You don't. You know, it's just, it just, it's just not, makes no sense. Okay? My focus point today concerns a story. The U.S. entered a recession in February, ending the longest uh, post-war, War II history's expansion so, what happened? We know what happened. What happened numerical, numerically? What were the numbers? You'll see the top line say we were down, we shrank 32.9%. When in actuality, that was 9.5% in the second quarter. But if you analyze, annualized it, that's what they do on these things. They make it bigger, both on the good side and the bad side. Okay, so, and that's the largest since 1947 when they start counting. So it's the largest ever that they ever seen, right? Okay, so why, the Council of Economic Advisors said that the U.S. economy entered this contraction on a healthier and more resilient footing than it did in the last, the financial crisis, 2008, 2009. 
Well, how, how do we know that? Well, one way they know household liabilities as a percentage of d- disposable income was 136% back then. Before the COVID thing, it was only 100%. So we were less indebted. Also, the U.S. had the highest growth rate among the G7 countries. G7, you know, those are the largest uh, Western countries, economically speaking. Uh, and we had growth doubling their average, the G7 average. We were in a much stronger position. Okay? And you know, mass, uh, a massive but uneven decline in consumer spending was what really drove it. And we are 70% driven by the consumer. Okay, so when the consumers shut down, of course it's going to be that way, right? And of course, spending habits are going to be changing. Because we can't go to restaurants, we can't go to the gym, we can't do things. When's the last time you've been to a movie? They're shut down. Disneyland, can't go there. I mean, they're, so spending is not going to come back until those things reopen. And I don't think they're really going to come back for a year or two. We got to have that COVID vaccine. Just having the vaccine doesn't solve the problem. We got to get it to everybody, right? Or as many people as possible. Some people won't want to take it. I think we're going to live with this COVID-19 virus for a long time. Young people probably won't take it. Why would they? they if they if they get it, they get a case of sometimes no symptoms and sometimes with mild symptoms, sometimes with more severe symptoms. But I, I heard a stat this morning that no one in California under the 18, under the age of 18 has died from COVID in California. No one. I'm hoping that's a correct statement, because, but that's what I heard on the news. Because they were talking about opening schools. Um, and they, you know, whoever was quoting that was for opening schools, and the other party was not. So who knows? On the next invest talk... One strategist says that blowout earnings should show big tech dominates our economy. And 10% of lost jobs may never come back. Is he right? That story is Monday, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Carl in Ohio. Carl. Hey, Steve. Um... Love the show. It's definitely helped my investing strategy a lot over the past couple of years. I have a question. As a young investor with 20-plus years till retirement, does it make sense to vary my 401k contribution based on timing the market? So I can afford to put in about 15%, but I'm thinking about cutting back a little now since it seems overbought and then adding more contribution later in the year. On the other hand, I don't want to get behind and never get into that 15% and then be behind. What would you recommend? I would keep putting the money in, but change your allocation to putting some of it in cash or money market or the stable income fund, whatever choice you have, 
rather than putting it all into work. And when the market does fall, whenever that happens, dump it all in then. Take it out of the money market, the stable fund, put it back in the market. My fear is, my fear is here that if you stop, Carl, you'll forget to turn it back on. This way, you keep getting used to, you're still used to not getting the money. It's not your money, it's your, it's your retirement money. Not really yours yet. So that's what I would suggest. Do it, but just change allocations and not put it all in the market right now. Okay? Appreciate it. Now, each Friday, I reserve some time to quickly review some of the benchmark numbers. The 10-year Treasury yield was at 0.56%. So half a percent every year for 10 years. The two-year Treasury is at 0.11. <laughs> so one-tenth of 1% for two years. Gold at 1978 per ounce. And I don't know if you remember, but we were hammering on this show to buy gold when it was a lot cheaper. Do I still think you should buy it? Yeah. Gold or silver, gold and silver. Oil was at $40 a barrel. Gasoline at the pump on a nationwide basis, $2.18. In California, of course, it's $3.17. A dollar more, right? Which is always is. For no reason at all, by the way, other than taxes and more taxes and, oh, we have a summer special blend. That doesn't do anything, really. I don't know. In Nebraska, it's $1.90. So every now and then I mention Bitcoin. So Bitcoin today is $11,160 per coin. I just don't know how to value that. I don't know how to, how, how to say that that's what it's worth. I just don't. So let me see if I can squeeze in another question before the break. This came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. I have a quick question about a potential stock I'd like to buy, MetLife Insurance, M as in Matthew, E as in Elizabeth, T as in Tony. So I was thinking about picking up the company, but I don't know if I should. I was just wondering what you guys think and if it would be a good long-term play for my portfolio. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to the answer on the podcast. Bye. Well, there's nothing wrong with having an insurance company in your portfolio. The question is, is MetLife the right one? Global, It's a global provider of life insurance, annuities, employee benefits, and asset management services. And they grew last quarter 12%. Quarter before that, 9 Quarter before that, 15 in sales. They're going to make $5.48 this year after making six oh six last year, then five ninety six next year. Pays a 4.9% dividend. And that dividend is what I, my, my favorite part about this company is the dividend. Almost 5% dividend. I mean, the stock is trading for $37.85 and making almost $6. So that means your PE is 6 that's pretty darn good. Return on equity is a little low at 10%. Not much debt. I, I kind of like it's financially super strong. So would should you be afraid of that? No. Of, of buying into this insurance? No. Now, personally, I'm, I don't like life insurance companies, uh, but this is a strong one. So you would not. I would not be opposed to putting this on. I would not. That life, M-E-T, everybody. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Apple stock splits four for one. For those people who own Apple on August 24th, it's going to split four for one. So what does that really mean? That means for every stock 
you have, every share you have, you're going to get four. But the price of that share is going to be cut by a quarter. I mean, three quarters. So if it was a dollar a share and you had 100 shares, now you're going to have 400 shares at 25 cents each. Well, what does that, what's the effect of that? Well, it doesn't change anything. The valuation is exactly the same. But the perception of that is a positive one because they're splitting because of high price, right? High price. And, this, and so, therefore, if they're splitting it, that means it's going to attract more buyers. That's the thinking at a lower price to make small guys buy more of Apple to keep pushing the price up. Also, it's one of the Dow 30. One of the Dow 30, it was number one. Now it's going to be number 15 or 16 because the Dow 30 is weighted by price. That's stupid, right? Okay, as you probably know, 401k plan can be one of the most important tools for building a comfortable level of retirement savings. As of 2018, more than 58 million Americans had an active 401k plan. So here's a question, a trivia question. Measured in dollars, what is the approximate value of the retirement assets held in 401k plans? How much? And what is the average 401k plan balance among participants? What do you think? You might be wondering how you compare. So I'll have the answer right for you right after the break. 888-99-CHARGE. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses 
that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. It's an Invest Talk Friday. Steve Peasley is on duty and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. I had a trivia question before the break, and it's two parts as usual. Measured in dollars, what is the approximate value of retirement assets held in 401k plans? And what is the average 401k plan account balance among participants? And you gotta, you know, it's kind of tricky. You know how you can lie, lie or tell truth through statistics? Well, it's kind of tricky. 401ks, how long, uh, what age group are you talking about? Are you talking about the average or the median of how many years were the people putting money? In? There's ways to kind of tweak the numbers to suit whatever you want it to suit. But I'm just trying to give you facts. So measured in dollars. What is the approximate value of the retirement assets and 401k plans? Remember, this is 401k, not 403bs, not 457s, not pension, none of the other types of retirement accounts, just 401ks. Okay, $5.6 trillion. 5.6 as of March 31st, 2020. Ten years ago, it was $3.1 trillion. 3one and 401k plans represent about 19% of the total 28 trillion in US retirement assets. Okay, so they're only 5.6 of the 28 million. So there's a lot of other kinds of plans out there. So when looking at 401k balances, you got to really consider the age and tenure of a person who's putting the money away, right? Because if you just start, yeah, that guy's balance is going to be next to nothing. He just started. Okay, as of the year of 2016, participants in their 40s with more than than two to five years of tenure in putting the 401k, about 38000 bucks. But if you look at someone have with a 401k in their 60s, with more than about, with about 30 years of putting money away, it's 287000 287000 so you kind of, you know, because the average, I think, is like seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 if you count everything divided by the number of people. And that's kind of misleading. That, you know, it's because it, you're not, you're throwing in very young people with very old people. It's not really a good way to look at the stat. There's your stats there for everybody. 888 chart. As you know, we have listeners all across the country and even in Europe and Asia. But here comes a caller question from Kansas. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Diane in Kansas, and I'm calling about IAU, 
iShares Gold Trust. I'm looking to buy it and wondered what you thought of it and what you think a good price would be to pay for it. Love the show. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, it's moved up pretty strongly uh, uh, in recent uh, months. This year, I mean, at the end of the beginning of the year, it was at $15. Today, it's eighteen eighty-six. iShares Gold Trust. It's an ETF seeking performance corresponding to the day-to-day movement of the price of gold bullion. That's what it's seeking. Okay, so if you think gold's going to go up, this was something you could be owner of. I particularly like GDX, which is the ETF for the gold miners, and I like GLD for the gold. Uh, but a- IAU, is nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but it has spiked. Gold has really spiked in the last half of July. So I, I kind of, even though it's a new 52-week high today, I wish you would wait for a pullback to, before you buy into it. But if you can't, maybe buy half a position now and wait for that pullback. If it Because it may not happen. I can't tell you. I just think gold is going to go higher uh, because of the inflation rate. I think it's going to pick up. And, and I'm not the only one thinking that. There isn't really very little inflation right now. But everybody thinks it's coming. Just because of that, it's driving up all gold prices. Let's go to Jake in Salt Lake City. How you doing, Jake? Good. How you doing? Good. Thank you for the call. I'm looking uh, to gain more exposure to uh, solar and renewable energies. There's two companies that have pretty frothy evaluations right now. One is uh, Solar Edge, uh, ticker uh-huh. SEDG, and Enphase Energy, E-N-P-H. It's hard to compare them on air because i got to pull all these things up on the screens and then compare them side by side. Uh, Enphase is growing. Sales edge. are growing. Pardon me? Oh, let's go with uh, that. I like Solar Edge a bit more. Okay. Well, Enphase, just so you know, is a $7.5 billion. It's growing. It sales over 100% a quarter for the last three quarters. Uh, it's making money. At $60 a share, it's going to make $1.55 next year. So it is expensive. But let's go ahead. Let's go back to SEDG and take a look at that one. Uh, they're growing about 60-70% in sales a quarter. Uh, they're Israeli-based uh, maker of DC-optimized inverter systems, solar power harvesting, and and monitoring solutions. It's an $8.6 billion company. It's going to make $4.53 next year, $175 stock. So it, too, is expensive. Uh, I'd have to look... Deeper, but I do like Solar Edge Technologies' return on equity much better. It's thirty-four percent, and I see that mutual funds are strong buyers, and that tells me that you know the price is probably going to continue to go up. So I like Solar Edge S E D G. You're going to be paying for it. You're going to pay a high PE ratio, but if you can keep that sales up, Jake, it deserves the high PE ratio. Okay, good luck with it. I hope it works. The KP Premium Newsletter, KPP Premium Newsletter, try not to say that too fast, everybody. KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning. And, it, of course, I try to put as much information as I can in there in a pretty short space so that you don't have to read forever, but you get a lot of facts. So I try to do. So there was a good deal of important economic news released this week, and I went over a lot of it real quick, though, which I did. Um, 
Monday, durable goods orders came in. The core capital goods orders increased 3.3% on the hills of a 2% rise in May, so that was good. Economic numbers are better than expected, kind of across the board. Then on Tuesday, Case-Shiller Home Price Index for May up 4.6%. But on Thursday, the initial read of the third quarter GDP, of course, you know, that was bad, right? We know that. And today we got the official numbers on that. And it came in, as expected, pretty bad. Uh, the PCE, well, there's a couple of other pieces of information as well. The stock market certainly has gone higher, you know, because it was up this week. But, you, it, matter of fact, most people know, most people in the know, like me, know it's overvalued. We know that. There's no surprise there. The trick is, what are you going, where are you going to go? What, what else investment? You, you're going to go to money market and make what? One-tenth of one percent? That's Even though we have very little inflation, that's way below inflation. So that's what's driving a lot of people to the market. You're just going to have to deal with it. So anyways, um, the portfolio management section, I talked about most college finance courses cover a subject called the efficient market hypothesis, the efficient market theory. Uh, and it and it's basically states that Prices of assets are perfectly efficient, meaning all assets are rationally priced based on the available public information, the, the price they should be. But it ignores a very important fact, emotion, that plays a big part in the stock market. Remember, stock market is made up of people. There's going to be emotion, and it doesn't, it, it ignores that. That's not going to work. It's not. Stock ideas. A couple of pharmaceutical companies, uh, we own both of them in our managed accounts, and various managed accounts. One was on a treatment of oncology, immo, immune systems, cardiovascular systems, uh, that kind of things. Um, and it's they're big. They both were pretty big. But I thought they were pretty, pretty good choices. One, I think, is really underpriced, so we bought that just this last week. Consumer Watch. Talk about credit scores and other financial benefits. A good credit score makes life better. For example, you'll have an easier time getting approval for apartment rentals or borrowing money to buy a car or obtaining a mortgage, right? Also, insurance rates for home and car and homeowners insurance and car insurance is less expensive with a good credit score. So there's lots of good reasons to make sure you have good credit, good credit. And I explain all that in my in the APP Premium Newsletter. It comes out every week. So if you're interested, go you, if you want to subscribe, go directly to investtalk.com. You'll see there after subscribing, you'll see the full report each Friday directly in your inbox. Now, if this information raises any questions in your mind, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself, call our Irvine, California office, or send us a message, an email message at investtalk.com. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. He wants to talk about Facebook. Edgar. Yes. Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. With uh, the Washington so past, and now they're thinking about antitrust and all that. Do you believe that uh, Facebook has a deserve to be in a core holding in a portfolio? If so, what kind of a price? would somebody would pay for 
That's a tough question because both, you know, not just both, but many of the big tech guys are just so expensive. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, they're so expensive. But if you want me to take a closer look at Facebook, everybody knows who they are. I don't think I have to tell you what they do. Their earnings are going up every year. Their sales are going up every quarter. Now, the sales have slowed down. They're only going up 11 to 20%. They used to be 20 to 30% a couple of quarters ago. So the sales have slowed down. They're going to make $9.78 next year after $7.39 this year. It's a $253 stock. And it was up 8% today. <laughs> so... So you're going to have to pay up for it. You're going to have to pay. If you want to put it in your portfolio, it's going to be expensive. Otherwise, you've got to wait maybe a long time. And even if you wait, it may never come back to a below what it's selling for today. My biggest problem with the big tech, Edgar, is that the government is the government is going to attack these companies. They're already attacking them. Okay? They may break up Facebook. They may break up Amazon. They may break up Google. You know, and the different parts. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad news for you, the investor, because you'll get pieces of other stocks, whatever company they slice off and make a new company. You'll get it, uh, pieces of those shares. So, yes, it's a core holding. I think that's a pretty fair, uh, a pretty fair um, conclusion. It wouldn't. It would be a core holding in your portfolio. I, I just wish it would be cheaper for you to buy. It's at a new 52-week high today. I appreciate the call. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, we had spending and income numbers as well as inflation numbers out today. Uh, income fell 1.1%. This is for June. Down, 1.1%. And, of course, due to reduced aid from uh, uh, reduced aid to families from the you know, the COVID $3 trillion spending bill. So it's gone down a little bit, and so therefore incomes have gone down. Spending, though, increased 5.6% in June. So income went down, but spending went up. May, it was up 8.5%. So consumers, you can always rely on them. They'll come back. They will spend money. Always come back. Inflation was interesting. The PCE number, which is one of the inflation gauges that the Federal Reserve likes to look at, was up four-tenths of one percent. That's the largest number in three years. Now, most of that was due to gasoline prices. Remember how cheap they got the month, you know, a couple months ago? Remember that? Uh, so, year over year, that's one percent inflation. And spending is running well below pre-COVID. So don't think it's made it back. It's well below. So um, 1% inflation and the highest in three years. Highest reading for the quarter. I think we that's the number you need to watch. Inflation numbers. PCE, CPI, PPI. Okay. CPI, Consumer Price Index. PPI, Producer Price Index. You know, those are the kind of numbers I think you need to watch to see if inflation is heating up. If inflation heats up, it will be very beneficial for gold. And think about this. The government wants inflation. How do I know that? Because the money they're buying, they're borrowing trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars. Okay? Are U.S. dollars going down because of that in value? 
So that means inflation is going up. So they want to pay back this huge debt they're incurring with cheaper dollars in the future. And to do that, to do that, you need inflation. You want inflation. If you have deflation, that would that would bury us. That that we couldn't pay our debts. Remember, we were whining about having $20 trillion in debt. Now we're going to have, what, $26 trillion in debt? Where do those number ends? Where does it end? When does it start affecting the dollar, or is it already affecting the dollar? Because it's had a 52-week low, and it's going to affect the dollar. When does the dollar no longer become the reserve currency of the world? The reason why it still is and will be is because other countries are spending just as much money as we are on a percentage basis. So they're doing it too. So their currency is being affected as well. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk. This story, one strategist says that blowout earnings demonstrate that big tech dominates our economy, and he also thinks that 10% of the lost jobs may never return. Is he right? That story Monday. But now Steve Peasley is here. He'll provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Krish from New Jersey. I love your show. And today I have a question about the ticker symbol XLE, which is an ETF for energy sector. When do you think is a good time, good entry point for XLE? It has been going up a little bit over the last few days. So I was wondering if you can help me guide what the entry point would be. Thanks so much. I don't really care for the energy sector right now. Uh, Exchange-traded funds seeking performance corresponding to the S&P Energy Sector Index, XLE. Why? Because we have plenty of oil, plenty of natural gas. Economies are in, you know, not, not doing great. It's going to take a while for them to recover. I just don't think it's a good sector to be in at this point. If you're going to buy energy sector, this ETF, this is a good price to pick it up. But I think it's not. I think it's going to languish for quite some time. I just don't think it's going to do that well for a while. Anyways, um, there was a headline out this week. Doctor Fauci recommends wearing goggles. That was a headline. That was totally misleading, in my personal opinion, because they don't tell you all the facts. You know the surrounding facts. You know, and it's really a misleading headline. So he's being interviewed, and, and this is, goes to critical listening and critical thinking, everybody. And he was being interviewed, and the, the statement that, that he's recommended goggles, he really didn't, or wear, eyewear, really didn't say that. Someone asked him a question, and, he's, and they kept pounding the question, and he was talking about uh, mucus, you know, how the virus spreads through mucus. And he answered, well, the face mask, you know, because there's eye mucus, you know, even though you're wearing a face mask, your eyes still have, you know, are open and, you know, the virus could get through there. And, and the guy said, well, would it, 
would the goggles be okay? Should we use some eye covering? And he's, you know, that's how it kind of developed, that kind of discussion. He said, well, yeah, well, you know, eyewear would protect your eyes because that is a possible. And then Fauci recommends goggles, you know, taken way out of context. They do this all the time. So when you read a headline, they're just trying to get your attention. That's all it is. They're trying to sell you something. They're, they got to get your attention so you can read it, so they can sell you advertise, sell advertising because they got these many readers or listeners on TV or radio. It's the same. Try not to buy into headlines. I know we have a fast-paced life and you can't read up on everything, but have in your mind that that's a headline. I wonder what else is being said. What else is really behind that? Because you didn't maybe hear that from everybody else about Fauci saying you got to wear goggles. <coughs> Excuse me. So this is what I'm saying. Listen critically. Read critically. You know, it's always good to read both points of view of anything. You know, I like facts. I just want to deal with the facts. I don't want to deal with someone's opinion. I don't. I hate that. Just give me the facts. I think it comes from being in the stock market. I want the facts. What are the numbers? What are the numbers going forward? What do we think the numbers are? The estimates. Okay, who's giving me those estimates? Maybe they're wrong. Okay, we don't have facts going forward. We have estimates. Backwards, we have facts. Okay, uh, that kind of thing. You've got to be critical. Critical in your research, or if you're buying stocks, critical. And remember, research involves reading all the articles about the company that you're considering. Bad and good. Not just the good articles. Bad and good. You know, you really want to concentrate on the bad, really. Why is that? Because if you're looking at the stock, you're already predisposed to buy it because you picked it up somewhere. Someone said something to you or you read something somewhere and you're looking for confirmation to buy it. Really what you should be looking for is confirmation not to buy it and see if it convinces you. Kind of a different way to look at things, huh? Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. Thank you for listening today to Invest Talk. I will return next week. Justin Klein will be here Monday, and I'll be back Tuesday. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members that you can choose from over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts, and they're all free, free downloads. So get them at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Independent thinking and share success. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.